Hi, um, welcome to the Nate Sports Podcast. I'm here today with two of my friends, Cooper and RJ. Uh, I'm Nate, and I'm a Mets fan. And um, first, we're just all going to introduce ourselves. So, uh, RJ, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, hi, I'm RJ. I'm also a diehard Mets fan. Cooper. Uh, I'm Cooper, and I think the Dodgers are the best team of all time, and the Mets can suck it. Wow. <laughs> okay, so... Um, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the MLB offseason so far. Currently, it's the uh, ninth, uh, and we're just going to be talking about all the moves, uh, more important moves, this MLB offseason. So let's just start off with the question. Um, uh, let's see, uh, Cooper, what do you think the biggest uh, MLB uh, signing or trade this offseason has been? Personally, I would say Trey Turner, because Trey Turner is, so far, I've seen top five shortstop last five years he's got the speed he's got the contact he's got the eye but i have seen the numbers start to go down specifically the chase rate go up i don't know if the phillies took this into account and i want to see this play out over the remainder of his contract but right now i think this will have more of an impact than other signings yeah, uh, especially because it's an eleven-year deal too. It's he'll, he'll be there for and he'll be on the Phillies for a while. Uh, RJ, what do you think your biggest signing is so far? I think the biggest signing so far is Jacob Degrom. Uh, for starters, it's like it does everything around the MLB. It's almost like an ecosystem. Um, it weakens the Mets, which weakens the uh, NL East. It also makes it also makes uh, the Rangers stronger in. That also forced, and DeGrom leaving also forced the Mets to go out and get Verlander, which weakened the Astros, making the Rangers even more stronger. Do but do, but I don't believe that this contract will change how like the outcome of the season will be for the Rangers. I still think they're only going to win like seventy games. There's not much he can do, really. I mean, it's all down to the bats for them, and Semyon and Seager haven't been really producing. Yeah, because especially because Degrom, he's been he's out usually half the season. So I agree with you that the Rangers probably won't get any um anywhere. They won't see an exponential amount of improvement. Um, uh, the next thing I do want to touch on is uh Aaron Judge. Uh, he resigned with the the Yankees. Uh, it was rumored he was going to go a lot of places, including the Padres. Um, why do you guys think he chose uh the Yankees out of all the teams to resign with? Um. I'm gonna I'm gonna start. Um, he there was a ton of interest with uh, him going to the Giants, and the stuff about the Padres didn't come out until afterwards that he turned down the four hundred million dollar contract. He did resign with the Yankees, and he said to all the teams while he was a free agent that his legacy is more important than money. So that's probably why he went to the Yankees. Yeah, to continue out that legacy. Cooper, do you have anything to add on to that, why Judge stayed? I mean, Aaron Judge obviously knows that the Yankees are a very historic team. A lot of great players, Mickey Mantle, Babe Ruth. Um, and, you know, he really wants to leave an impact on this Yankees organization right now. One of the reasons that I think he'd honestly be better off with the Yankees than any other team I mean, he will get more home runs because of the odd boundaries that he can get with more home runs that factored into that 62. But um, 
also he grew up with the Yankees. He developed the Yankees. He got better with the Yankees and he became an MVP player with the Yankees. And I think that's a big portion of why he signed with the Yankees again. Yeah, that's a great point because uh, Aaron Judge has created like a culture on the Yankees. He's the guy they're building around. He's the star there. And he's if now, I mean, due, due to his deal, he'll be 39. What I think he went, um, his contract is over. So he's going to go down as one of the Yankees all time greats. Um, and the other big signing uh, that actually Cooper, you mentioned as the biggest one was uh, Turner. Uh, why do you think Turner chose uh, to go to the Phillies and not stay with the Dodgers? Honestly, to this point, I'm not too sure. But it was a, a crap ton of money. But also, he is reuniting with some previous teammates like um, Bryce Harper. They were on the Nationals. Um, also, he will be a bigger role with the Phillies than like with the Dodgers. With the Dodgers, he was not so necessarily in the big spotlight. But with these with the Phillies, I think he can make a much better impact to a team that couldn't necessarily completely finish it and win the World Series, but I think he will completely reinforce, get that, get those extra base steals, those doubles, triples, home runs, and really complete a solid lineup for the Phillies in 2023. Yeah, um, RJ, do you have anything to add on top of the Coopers? Well, um, I understand why I went to the Phillies. They're a winning team, and they just came off an absolutely fantastic season. Um, but I still don't understand why he turned down the Padres. Um, he turned down a a lot of money. He turned down three hundred and forty two wow. million, which was an extra forty two. Um, so, so I just think that's really interesting. I don't know what would like going on through his head. Maybe Turner thought, "Hey, maybe I'm not going to be playing from shortstop because I'm be." Uh, Tatis, I'm going to play outfield. I don't want to play outfield. Maybe it was maybe it was because he wanted to reunite with Harper, which probably was the reason. But uh, that's what's done is done, and I feel like it's going to really benefit the Phillies in a big way. They haven't had a they haven't had a shortstop like this until Jimmy since Jimmy Rollins. Yeah, that's a great point because again, forty two million dollars that's that's a that's, that's a very big number. So and if he if he yeah. did go to San Diego, he would have definitely been overshadowed by Tatis. Yeah, Machado, they could have put yeah. him in outfield. Um, but yeah, Machado in that lineup, Jay Cronenworth, Trent Grisham, I feel like is going to have an up year in twenty twenty three. Um, I just don't think he would have fit that well with the team that he's already with. I mean, with the Padres. Yeah, and that that's a great point. Um, also, because I, I think Trey Turner, um, especially, I'm or sorry, I think uh, the Dodgers, them not re-signing Turner or, or, or Bellinger is, is is a weird decision uh, on their part, I feel like. Uh, and Cooper, I know you're a Dodgers fan. Do you, like, support this decision, or do you, like, understand what they're trying to do, or are you a bit mad at them? Um, honestly, with Cody Bellinger, they can't keep just paying him until he gets back to his 2017-2019 form because that's just unreliable and a waste of money. Him going to – them not signing him, honestly, I agree with. Now, I will miss him a bit seeing – living through those great seasons he had, but they can't just keep paying him $17 million a year for someone who's just bats like barely 200. 
And honestly, them having Trace Thompson right now, they could they could put anyone center. They could put Trace, possibly Mook if they really wanted to, um, and Chris Taylor. So honestly, them missing Cody Bellinger, I don't think will impact the team negatively. Yeah, and Bellinger ended up going to the uh, Cubs for exactly $17 million on a one-year deal. So we'll see how he plays out there. Um, but we touched a bit on the Dodgers and um, some other deals. And then, but let's talk a bit about just the DeGrom Mets pitching uh, deals that have happened so far. RJ, I know you said that was the most important signing. Uh, why do you think the Mets chose to not, uh, att- or I know they attempted to re-sign DeGrom, but what, what do you think happened there? Well, I have a little bit of an insight on that. According to Buster only, the six teams that wanted DeGrom, including the Mets, the Braves, the Giants, the Yankees, the Dodgers, and the Rangers, only the Rangers were willing to give him a five-year deal. All the other teams said no. And DeGrom's, DeGrom told his agents not to contact the Mets. He also, uh, according to an MOE insider who told Buster only, DeGrom did not want to have anything to do with off-the-field activities and did not engage with teammates in any meaningful way. Just like, that's just a long way of saying he didn't want to be there. He wanted to leave. And he knew by telling his agents not to contact them that Billy Epler would probably give him a higher amount of money than the Rangers. And he, or he could have, he didn't want to risk that. He wanted to get out of New York, wanted to like go somewhere. I also want to touch base about what he said in his interview, uh, I think it was yesterday, about, uh, about saying that he likes what they're doing, winning a World Series, blah, 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 blah. I think he just went for the money. I think I'm sounding like Captain Obvious, but I think he just went for the money. He doesn't care about winning a World Series. If he did, he would have taken a lesser amount of money with probably the Giants or the Dodgers, but he didn't. Yeah, that's a good point. I think especially DeGrom was probably looking for the longest contract he can get, knowing he is a very inconsistent pitcher as well. He's consistent when he's playing, but the fact that he plays is just inconsistent. Um, do you guys think that the Mets reacted well when they lost DeGrom? They got Verlander and then they got a relief pitcher, I, Jose uh, Cantina. Do you think that was sorry. like, what? He, I'm sorry. He was a he was a starter. He would be Tom Walker's replacement. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Do you think they reacted well to losing uh, two of their best pitchers? Yes. Um, honestly, I would have, I'd rather have Verlander than DeGrom. Now, Verlander is much, much older, upper, upper 30s. But DeGrom, he just can't stay healthy. He only had a couple, of, like a mid amount of starts in 2022. He was out for a lot of 2021. He just can't stay healthy. And Verlander, I think he's going to spend the rest of his career with the Mets. I think that was great for the Mets. And, I, th- I mean, I personally think that the Mets fans re- reacted negative, more negatively than they should have. And, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Because, remember, Ver- Verlander's a Cy Young winner. And, yes, yes he's 40, yeah, but it's only a two-year deal. And he just has to perform for two more years because the Mets are – I think the Mets are in a win now uh, situation at the moment, at least. Um, and so I think signing Verlander was the appropriate reaction. And I think it was the best possible reaction they probably could have had. Cause if you look at their pitching court, they still have Scherzer who's incredible and Verlander. Um, but do you guys, um, would you guys, Oh, what do you guys think about um, the Mets 
uh, re-signing up, sorry, not re-signing to ground, but then being able to re-sign Nimmo and then not signing any other big hitters. Do you think they should, do you think they should have gone out and snagged guys like Bogarts and Turner before they uh, disappeared? Um, I don't believe they should have gone for a bat, but I do agree with you. What you just said earlier, the Mets are in a win-now situation. Signing Verlander for two years, Quintana for another two for two years, and signing David Robertson for a year. But I also think the Mets, like this year, they're trying to like still trying to like stay stay where they were in 2022 because they were they were right there. They just choked in the playoffs, honestly. And they don't honestly. I don't think they need like Correa or Turner or Bogart. They don't need any of those guys because you have McNeil at second, and you have Lindor at shortstop. So you have no reason to go out for another shortstop. Yeah. Um, and Cooper, I know you want to say, why do you think Mets fans shouldn't be mad at Steve Cohen? Cause I know a lot of Mets fans are uh, disappointed in uh, not getting or not, not keeping to Grom. So why do you think uh, uh, Mets fans should not be mad at Steve Cohen? It's simple. DeGrom straight up did not want to go back to New York. DeGrom signed with the Rangers before the Mets could even reach a final offer. It's not Cohen's fault. It's not that he didn't give him enough money. It's that the Grom didn't give him enough time. That's that, that's actually an incredible point. Um, so m- moving on from Degrom, we talked a bit about Xander Bogarts going to the Padres, but we were expecting the Padres to to make a splash this season, spend money. Uh, why do you think the Padres weren't able to land or convince uh, some of these other stars to sign with them? Um, so we we touched base about uh, Judge one of the legacy. Turner probably because of like Harper and the winningness, but Bogarts I would say is a pretty big splash, spending two hundred eighty million dollars for eleven years. What I think we should more touch base about for Bogarts is how the Red Sox offered something extremely lower than that. From what I've heard, they did not reach over two hundred million on the offer. So that I, it seems like that's a bad look for the Red Sox. They haven't spent money in a while. They didn't want to spend the money on bets. They'd rather spend the money on J.D. Martinez, who has not been panning out. I don't really think he's been panning out well for the past couple seasons. For Dugo, um, I don't think Dugo's been doing all right for the contract that he's under. Devers is going to want the money when he when it comes his time for free agency. And I think like the Red Sox are, like especially ownership, needs to like take charge and actually spend a little bit more money. Yeah. And I think uh, with the Padres signing Bogarts, uh, if he, he's like, the, he's the star they landed this offseason. And I was, it was interesting to see that he was the one they uh, landed because they already have a great shortstop and you can't move him to third because of Machado. So Tatis will play left fielder, but I, I was interested that that was the uh, star they were able to land. Um. Were there any other signings or trades or any uh, current rumors that you guys were interested in at the moment? Oscar Hernandez is one of the is a great power hitter. Hits the ball phenomenally hard, throws the ball phenomenally hard, but he doesn't hit for average. Doesn't get that many hits, but he does crush the ball deep. He hits home runs very far. Now this is I think it's great for the Mariners because they just lost um, Mitch Haniger, so they already have a right fielder again. They have a great center fielder, which I think will be really great in the future, Julio Rodriguez. Um, I'm not currently aware who they will have in left field. I think it might be Dylan Moore. I'm not too sure. Um, 
but yeah, I think the Teoscar Hernandez trade was overall phenomenal for the Mariners and their player. Yeah, and this is um this has been a fast MLB offseason. Everything's happened very quickly compared to past MLB offseasons. Um, I mean, all, all, almost all the stars are gone at this point. Uh, so if you're, if a lot of teams have missed out on that window of opportunity, um, and I want to go back to, uh, uh, Cooper, you said like Steve Cohen's been smart. Uh, I think St- Steve Cohen's been very smart this year, uh, cause he's been able to replace two of his pitchers that have left. And he was also able to retain Nimmo, which was a huge, a huge part. Cause Nimmo had, uh, over eight war last season. He's a, a great center fielder, especially in this center fielders at the moment are very dry at the moment, I, I believe. And I think N- Nimmo, I think even though they did give him a huge bag, I think it was worth, I think that Nimmo signing was a, a, a positive signing for the Mets. And I think if they let him go, I, I would have, I would have been mad at Steve Cohen. Definitely. Um, but do you guys have anything else to add about this MLB off season or is that you think the uh, whole off season? Um, I think I would, I think I want to talk a little more about the Yankees. Like, the Yankees have some massive improvements they need to have. Like, I've heard rumors about Rodon. They are very much pursuing Rodon. I feel like that's a little interesting. I heard they're also pursuing Correa. That was the buzz last year that they wanted Correa. It didn't obviously work out. Um. So do you guys have anything to say about Correa and Rodon? Um, I think the Yankees, I think they – I would expect them to make some move. I think last year people were mad at them for staying the same because they they didn't exactly uh they they didn't change their team. Well, we'll say too often. I don't think they're going to be able to land. I don't think they're going to be able to land Correa. I think the Yankees. I I, I don't think they're gonna be, I don't think they're going to be able to land Correa. I think the Yankees also. I don't think they need to land Correa. I think it would improve their team. But I think the Yankees are still a contending team, definitely, especially with Judge. You're always a contending team, usually with him. Um, but I think the Yankees, I don't think they're going to be able to make any big moves this offseason. You could expect some smaller ones, especially because they lost Benintendi, or at, at the moment they've lost him. Uh, he hasn't been signed anywhere yet. So that'll be interesting to see how he plays out because he was a, a solid, uh, I believe, left fielder for them last season. Um, so I don't think the Mets, sorry, I don't think the Yankees need Carlos Correa, but I think it would be a positive signing if they were able to land him. I personally, I personally think it would be a huge thing for him to sign Carlos Correa because you look at, you look at Isaiah kind of stats. He, yeah. he had a very high batting average. He only slugged like four home runs the entire season. And the Yankees, they have that little ballpark. They have Aaron Judge with a, who has a high batting average are those that team revolves around home runs and I feel like Isaiah kind of Falefa is not going to get it done I feel like with getting Correa you're gonna you're yes. gonna like you're exponentially gonna increase the amount of RBIs and home runs you're getting but you're gonna lower the batting average by a little bit but I think that's a risk they should take and I feel like Correa is a huge huge uh replace would be a much better replacement for Isaiah kind of level yeah that's a good me. point yeah and I mean Korea's batting average was incredible last season it was still well, it was uh it was 291 um and he had 22 home runs and again Cooper with the, the Yankee Stadium shape that, that's going to go up definitely um so that would be a huge uh land for the Yankees um but if you guys do you guys have any last uh quick details to add to this MLB offseason or do you think we've uh, kind of covered it all um, Carlos Santana for MVP, and that's all. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Well, thank you all for uh, tuning in to this episode. Um, I hope to all see you guys soon. Uh, this has been fun. Uh, I'm Nate signing out. Uh, thank you for my friends Cooper and RJ for joining me. Um, and we'll see you guys all on next episode. Th- thank you.